0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirits. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning, and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too have decided, after investigating everything accurately anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today, all three of our readings are actually kind of lengthy. There's an, there's an option for the second reading. We were talking about this in the back, and it's way, way shorter, but I think it kind of robs you of the giant context, that beautiful discourse that St. Paul gives us about the body, about the necessity of all, all parts of the body. And really, of course, he's talking about the illusion of, of us, you know, the body of Christ contributing to the whole. And one thing that's very important here before I, I get into into that that beautiful discourse is on our gospel today and and i i really love the very beginning of this gospel because i think one of the things that it helps us to describe is something that sometimes we forget truly the eyewitness accounts of people and them actually passing our faith on to others and the witness of everybody around at that time Um, it's an unbelievable thing because it's like there has been some orderly accounts written, you know, it's saying it's just like, but I too have decided to make an orderly account for for you, for your benefit, so that you would come to believe and to understand historically speaking, we don't know too much about who who, um, uh, Theophilus was, but it was addressed towards somebody else you know, in, in the church at that time, you know, for that body of believers to actually grow I think the thing that i've really learned over the years is that especially when it comes to younger generations i i refer to it like this a lot because i really really think it's true i I see it all the time when i talk to young people they're very very much outnumbered when it comes to the amount of information that they receive from from our world and from our, our culture from our technology that we have now you know of course you think about if you come here On a Sunday Mass. Some of you come to to a daily Mass because it's possible in your schedule, right? But many, many more people are only here on a Sunday for worship. And as a result of that, you're here for one hour, and in the informative part of what you hear is, is generally in the liturgy of the Word, right? What you hear in the Gospels, and then what the priest breaks down and explains to you. That's like a tiny short portion of the Mass, right? So you're getting like 20 minutes of info, and then you guys know that little thing that says on your on your iPhone? It's like your screen time this week is up 65%, you know, or something like that. It'll actually tell you how much time you're spending on your phone compared to each each week, right? Well, who knows some of people's car rides at home, if your kids are on the phone in the car, is going to be as much information on their phone on the car ride that they just got at that mass. And it's so quick, so much information coming and flooding out everything else. So there's a lot of ideas out there in the world. And often what I, what I hear, and I heard a lot of this when I was a coach. Uh, when I coached climbing, the, the team that I coached was 7 years old to 18 years old. So a very big span of youth in there. And often we would go on trips sometimes like really long trips to like california and other places like that in in a 15 passenger van and stuff like that so i hear i heard lots of conversation and you start to hear how things get shared and it's like oh well i heard this and it's just like and a lot of times just hearing something from a friend is enough to sway them into thinking like yeah that sounds good to me also it's shocking how quickly Um, somebody who's younger who could be swayed in one particular you know decision or another so one of the things that's so important and if anybody's ever been through the program alpha before alpha actually starts out one of the videos starts out by showing you how credible the witness of the faith is and the body of literature that we have in the scriptures it's amazing more than any other piece of literature that we have you know sometimes You look at ancient pieces of literature that people are familiar with. You know, it can be different, you know, different parts of poetry like, um, you know, like the Iliad or the Odyssey or, you know, things from Cicero and stuff like that. We have very few original documents of that and far, far more of scriptural references. You know, it's like thousands and thousands of scriptural references as to a few hundred documents and some of these other things. But yet, the authorship is usually never doubted. (laughs) You know, everybody thinks, yes, you know, the people who wrote it, wrote it. Uh, But it's often the case with the scriptures. We doubt, like, every aspect of it, yet we have far, far more evidence for there. So it's important for people to realize, especially the young, that what we believe as Christians is very credible. And also to understand a little bit about world religions as well, so that we can have that conversation so that it's not something that, like, oh, there's a lot of other things out there. Yes, there are a lot of other things out there. But we should be able to break them down and to say why the faith that we believe in is actually a credible thing to believe. Um, And so, (laughs) as a result of that, the way that we do that is by all of the gifts and the talents that the body of Christ has. Of course, everything flows from Christ's body. Christ, the creator. Yesterday, one of the things I mentioned was One of my favorite titles for god is the author of life author of life the creator so all of us as created beings bring something unbelievably unique to the table and sometimes there's like this argument about like oh like i want to be this or i want to be that but saint paul tells us in that one letter it's like not all are called to be every single thing we all have been given different gifts and, it, and it's not a struggle for you know one of them being better than the other it's that they all contribute in a very unique way to the body of christ so that we can actually even spread our belief to other people so something i have with me today in my pocket is something i've carried for a long time and i think i've mentioned this before you know maybe it's some other homily but it but not in this particular context everybody know what this is can everybody see it a swiss army knife so I picked one of my, I have some of other colors, but I picked one that was red because, you know, that's what we generally think of as a Swiss Army knife. And this one I carried with me for a pretty long time at some point in my life. And there's something very unique about a Swiss Army knife, right? It's a, it's a compilation of tools. So it packs a big punch in, in the ability, ability that it has to solve a multitude of problems. And it was super funny because I was, you know, I was in the outdoor industry for, for years And a lot of my friends who are in that world carry some sort of like knife or multi-tool of some regard. And so I remember at some point it was more popular to carry these like really cool like lock, you know, you'd flip it out and you'd look like Rambo. You know, it's just like this big knife, but you know, it's kind of a one trick pony. It doesn't really do much except cut things, right? That's about all it does. But a Swiss Army knife, what I always carried, probably because I watched all nine seasons of MacGyver as a child, and, um, you know, it's far more useful. And it's amazing. Like, this one actually has quite quite a lot going on in it. But I cannot tell you how many times that this has brought either me out of a bind or somebody else out of a bind. I remember one particular story. I was working in the retail world, and I happened to be getting, um, I think I was getting, like, carts out of the parking lot. And... When I did that, there was, there was an older German couple who had an old car. And the key broke off in the ignition, like flush to there. And they said, oh, you know, young man, young man, can you, can you help us? I was just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's like I went in there and I sat in the driver's seat in the car and I looked at the ignition and the key is like flush, snapped off in the ignition. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I was thinking maybe I'd be able to grab it or something like that. But wouldn't you know, of course, you know, like these tiny, skinny little tweezers that come with a Swiss Army knife. They're so thin that I, I mean, I didn't even know if it would work. But I took them out, and I put them in the ignition, and the whole rest of the key came out, one pull. And I remember I pulled it out like that, and I held it up in the air, and she was just like overjoyed and happy. Because they actually had another key with them, because her husband had the other key. And so they're, you know, ready to go. Um, This knife also has on it, there's a pen in here. This is like a little ballpoint pen. When you're a priest, you always end up needing a pen for something, but you don't always have one, and it's very annoying. (laughs) So this tiny little thing, now you're not going to write like a dissertation with it, but it does the trick when you have to sign something, which is usually the case. Um, There is also what might seem sort of obsolete in this day and age, The corkscrew. But again, when you're a priest and all of a sudden you have to celebrate a mass somewhere and you're traveling and there's an unopened bottle of wine, who has a corkscrew lying around? Usually no one except somebody who's carrying a Swiss Army knife. Um, This corkscrew, there's also a little screwdriver that goes in here for eyeglasses. Uh, It's not in here at the moment. One time I was at an event where a man who was, this was a cycling event, he had prescription sunglasses, and the lens popped out of his prescription sunglasses. And he just happened to be with me, (laughs) you know, of all people. He's like, oh, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. The lens popped out of my prescription sunglasses, and we have to ride 80 miles today. I was like, oh, hey, let me see that real quick. And then I took the little eyeglass screwdriver out, and he was infinitely grateful for that, right? This has uh, pliers... Uh, flathead screwdriver, magnifying glass, haven't used that yet, but maybe as I get older that'll help out someday, who knows, but all kinds of things. But one of the amazing things about that is our church is very much like that. If we really see the gifts and the talents that everybody actually has to bring the church to other people, one of the things that I would say to the climbing team is, you are your greatest resource. But what I was telling them was, it's what you all know together and how you help each other that's actually gonna get you further. A lot of the times, a new climber didn't know how to do something. And if I knew another team member that was good at that thing, rather than me teaching it as the coach, I would ask one of their teammates to show them how to do what they were trying to do. If it was learning how to tie a knot for the first time, Usually it was the older kids that would teach the younger kids how to do that. You know, within all of us, we have an amazing, amazing abilities. You know, people who are able to sing and lift up our prayer during worship. People who are able to teach. Truly, people who hear God in such a unique way that they can hear prophecies of God or God speak to them. In, in their heart or, or in some other way. There's all kinds of gifts. And then, you know, another one is leadership. Some of you have a gift of being able to lead. So sometimes small groups, our pastoral councils, our finance councils, all of these different things. But if we see that about ourselves, if we can contribute to the church, it's the whole body of believers joined together by the Eucharist that really is the body of Christ it's like we really are like the swiss army knife of god if we all work together in one source notice like a swiss army knife it's like it's all together right it's not all separate tools scattered about uh that was one of the the things that saint benedict always used to talk about is like the one of the worst things is a roving monk they talked about monks had to be part of communities Ones that bounced around all over the place were seen as problematic and worthless, generally speaking. But one that was bound to the community was able to contribute to the community because they weren't in it for themselves. They were in it for something greater. And that's why we're here for the church. And we all contribute in a unique way. But everybody's role is absolutely precious in the eyes of the church. And that's why we try to spread our belief it also allow people to understand the credibility of what we believe by other by other people, by other gifts in the church. That's how we got to the point that we are right now. And so that's the question. When we send out, when we come out of this church, you know, is there something that we're not using our gifts for that can contribute to the body of Christ? And if there is, that's often what we call, you know, stewardship in the church. You know, stewardship comes in many ways and forms. But one of the biggest ways is by giving of your talent uh, the ability that you have to build up the body of Christ. God bless you all today.